This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 127. And the quote of the day is from Jim Rohn, who said, There are two types of pain you will go through in life, the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. Discipline weighs ounces, while regret weighs tons. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Rafini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast, and this session is brought to you by DW Drums. And as you know, I've been playing DW for years, not only because they make great handcrafted drums, but they also support and foster drumming initiatives all over the world, much like this podcast. Be sure to check them out today at dwdrums.com. Also, quick thanks to everyone who has left a rating and review for the podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. It's so weird because I can't comment back on the reviews and the ratings, but I just want to let every one of you know that I do appreciate it. And for those of you who haven't left a rating and review, then we need to talk because you're lurking and you're not you're not adding any content or value. All right, I'm just getting on your case. But seriously, do me a favor. Leave an, a rating and review, an honest rating and review on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search for Drummer's Resource, type in write a rating and a review, and hopefully it's a good one, but I need your honest feedback. So with that, we're going to get right into this interview with Shannon Graham. And Shannon Graham is a personal coach for entrepreneurs and he charges an insane amount of money to to be your personal coach and entrepreneurial coach. And the reason why I wanted to have him on the on the podcast was for two reasons. One, as a musician, as a sideman or as a, you know if you're in a band or whatever it is, you're an entrepreneur, you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur, you're a businessman or woman and you have to not only be able to play well, but you need to handle your business well at the same time. So he, he gives a lot of information about that. And also he and I have a lot of the same, the same points of view on success, on discipline, uh, you know, on how our disdain for everyone wanting the easy button and not wanting to work hard for, for their goals and for the things that they want to achieve. So he serves up a ton of knowledge, excuse me, serves up a ton of knowledge about that as well. So without further ado, let's get into this awesome interview with Shannon Graham. Shannon, what's happening, man? Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Hey, how are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's it's great to connect with you. I'm a, I'm fond of of your message, and we're gonna get all into that. But for the audience members who don't know who you are and what you do, just tell a little bit about about who you are, what you do, and and where you come from. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I live in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, I've been here for about nine years now. I'm originally from Vermont. And, um, you know, what I do is I I work with entrepreneurs on um, personal and professional development. So I work on a combination of mindset and business strategy. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, about 12 years now. Nice. How did, how did you get into it? I'm always curious to know how people get into certain fields. <sighs> Well, that's where the story begins, I guess. All right, let's um, let's get into it. We'll get right into it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I had a I had a kind of a tough childhood growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, by age fifteen, I was involved with drugs, alcohol, crime, things like that. And 
but I was always very insightful as a kid. I, 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 I guess I was kind of born with what some people would call an, an old soul. Mm-hmm. And so I was very introspective. And uh, at about you know age 15, I woke up one morning and I asked myself, you know, where is this going? If I continue on this road, where is it going to end up? And the answer was jail or worse. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that was not my destiny. I felt like I was here for a bigger purpose. So I said, well, that can't be my destiny. What is my destiny? And I didn't know. And it was, it was scary to not know, but it was also inspiring. I find one of the most powerful human emotions is curiosity. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. What, what is my destiny? And I realized that One of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein is, you cannot solve your problems with the same level of thinking used to create them. I love that. Which means you kind of have to think outside of the box. You have to kind of evolve yourself if you're going to get out of the box. So I said, okay, I have to improve myself. But, you know, I didn't really have a lot of mentors or family members to turn to. So I turned to self-improvement, you know, personal development which is which is phenomenal because it's you know you can absolutely transform your life if if you're willing to put in the work and so that's where things really started to shift for me i started studying personal development i started learning how to change my mindset learning how to change my beliefs learning how to change my feelings my actions and ultimately my results and no different than than watching a, a really great movie. You just want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school and I was just inspired to share this with, with the other kids. And they were very curious about me because I had transformed so much. Like I used to just be this kid that was kind of just there. And academically, I didn't do that great and just kind of existed. And now I was like, showing up (laughs) and people wanted to know what what the heck was going on so out of their curiosity and my desire to share what i had learned there was this kind of merging that happened and you know i saw the lives of some other people transform and that was really pivotal for me because I, I really got into self-improvement out of self-preservation. But when I could see what it could do for other people, then I really got inspired mm-hmm. to help people. And that's, I, I practically instantly knew what my, my destiny was at that point, and it was to help people. But there was a very specific way that I wanted to do it. And... You know, I didn't want to be a therapist. I didn't want to be a counselor. I wanted to do it in kind of this different way that didn't really exist back then. So, you know, I had a little bit of a challenge over the years kind of creating and finding that. But yeah, that's ultimately how I got to be where I am. So the the personal development space as a whole is definitely a crowded market. Um, you know, there's and there's a ton of people out there that are that are saying, you know, I'm going to, I'll help you find your passion or I'll help you, I'll help you transform your life and things like that. So what makes you different than, than most of the other people out there? Well, partly because I'm, I'm, I'm certainly younger than most of the people out there. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, I guess my good fortune is just that I had the opportunity to work on myself at an age where most people are not really diving into self-improvement at that age. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of differentiates me a lot. Um, I think one of the other things that makes me very different is that I really focus on intimacy. Um, you know, a lot of the self-improvement space focuses on making a big impact, which is essentially reaching a lot of people. The challenge with that is that statistically, most people who get involved with self-help or self-personal development, most of them don't even do anything with the stuff that they buy. Right. You know, it's kind of like, have you ever read a book and not read it? It's like, yeah, we've pretty much all been there. So it's no different. People buy books, they buy courses, they buy online programs, DVDs, CDs, and uh, unfortunately, just a large majority of them don't do anything with it. Fortunately, I had such a drive to change that I was one of the, the one of the uh, anomalies, if you will. But unfortunately, most people don't. So uh, one thing that was very clear to me was that if I was going to do this, I wasn't going to do it in a way that was leveraged and automated. I was going to do it in a way that was uh, intimate and transformational. Mm-hmm. I remember watching a video with Tony Robbins, and I forget who he was with, but they were saying the same exact thing. People buy these packages, and they buy the DVDs. You know, in that case, it was a few years ago, and it's like they buy these DVDs, and then they watch them, and they get all pumped up for a day or two, and then nothing happens. You yeah. know, and I think for me. I'll never forget, man. I was just laying in bed, and they and there was a commercial on about Napoleon Hill and the and all of the the um, success principles that he wrote. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this all about?" And ever since then, my life has been completely different and is on a different path than it used to be. And but I I totally get you know why or you know I've seen it firsthand that people get this information and don't do yeah. anything with it. So what do you think is the barrier for that? Because for me, I think that people look at it like it's an insurmountable thing or, or it's too big of a mountain to climb. So they just kind of say, ah, forget it. I'm not going to do any of it. Well, that's certainly a big part of it. That's certainly a big part of it. Um, psychologically, there's a couple pieces to it. The first is that when somebody spends money on anything that has to do with self-help, symbolically in their mind, they've made a gesture, they've made a token to invest in their improvement. And so monetarily that they, they've justified in their mind, like, okay, I've spent this money. So that means I'm serious. So that means I don't have to do anything else. Right. So, you know, I paid the money for the course. Now when the course shows up, well, I don't have to actually open it because I paid the money and that, you know, that, that showed that I was serious. Well, it's kind of like, that's just that it's a skewed thinking because paying the money is really just the beginning. It's not the end. Sure. Sure. Um, so that's a piece. What you said is a piece is, is oftentimes it's like, yeah, we want to change our lives. But when it comes to really doing the work, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, challenging your beliefs and, and, and really looking at why you are the way you are and what you have to do to change yourself. There's some work that has to be done there and, and it's uncomfortable and there's often pain involved. And that's not necessarily sexy by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Yeah, I think that a lot of it is is glorified. Not glorified, but it's made to look sexy, right? Oh, yeah. And then you get the work and it's like, 
man, this is not sexy at all. This is like, this is some real deal stuff. And I know for me, like one of the biggest things, one of the biggest problems I've always had in life is focus. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm going to sit down and I'm, I'm really, fo- Ooh, is that a cat video? You know? And it's like, yeah, right. and I'm just gone. So for me, I mean, I use like, I use a stopwatch to like yeah. make sure that I'm staying focused and things like that because it, it is hard. And I, and you know, maybe that's one of the, the big reasons why, why people give up or just, you know, developing well, that habit. Here's here. Yeah, you're right. You, you hit the nail right on the head with the last word that you said, which is habit. Mm-hmm. We are creatures of habit. And even if, how many of us know that we should exercise like all of us, right? There's nobody that doesn't know that, that, like eating good and exercise is 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 not good for you. Like everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And if it came right down to it, everyone knows how they probably could eat healthier and they could exercise. Like even if they didn't have a gym, even if they didn't have exercise equipment, like go for a fucking walk. Like go, right. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and yet people don't do it. Yep. So uh, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. It's like I remember who I forget who said it, but it was like I know how to get a six pack. I have no question. Of how to yeah. get a six pack. It's just right. doing the work to get there. Right. You know, and it's like, I know why I'm not making enough money because I lay on the couch every day for five hours doing nothing. Not me yeah. personally. I'm just saying it's like, you know. Right. Right. Exactly right. And so when you have those, those really hard ingrained habits, they're tough to break. Even if you quote unquote want or should to do something different, those habits are so real. They're so hard that it's tough to break mm-hmm. and simply purchasing a course and having DVDs show up at your house is not enough of a pivotal turning point to break away from the chains of those habits right? because right. they're heavy and, 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 it, and it requires this, this very drastic decision to go in a different direction. Almost like when people quit smoking cold turkey. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Cold turkey is a medical phenomenon because, you know, it's smoking is highly addictive. Mm-hmm. You go through these crazy withdrawals and, and usually there's some type of like process or medication that has to, to be in place to help people move through that transition. And yet some people just quit cold turkey. And, and that bold, drastic decision to move in a new direction is what's required for real powerful change mm-hmm. and that that doesn't happen you know spending 14.95 on an infomercial watching tony robbins right right and you know you would mention the smoking thing coincidentally tying that into habit when i quit smoking i tried numerous times and every time i quit i would think in my head all right i can never ever 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 smoke another cigarette ever again for the rest of my life and it was like this huge mountain and i couldn't quit so yeah. the last time i quit i said I'm not quitting forever. I'm quitting tomorrow, just for tomorrow. And yeah. I'm going to not smoke on Monday. And then it was, all right, I've done one day. Let me try to do two. I've done two. I want to do two more. Then it was a week. Then it was a month. You know, now it's been six years, but, but it was, it was actually at the time, I don't know if I realized it, but I was sort of reprogramming my habit and creating a new habit rather than just saying, okay, I'm done. It's like waking up in the morning and be like, all right, I'm going to start going to the gym seven days a week now and eating really healthy. And that's going to last for a week. But if you build that habit slowly, yeah, you know, well, you're totally right. Think about it. How are habits built? One step at a time. Mm-hmm. 
like we, we kind of just come to the conclusion that, oh, I just have these habits. It's like, well, yeah, but how did you, where did they come from? You didn't, you didn't, you weren't just born with them. Right. You developed them. <coughs> and typically over time. So yeah, you're completely right. You, you, you repatterned your mind and you created a new, um, habit for yourself. The, the other thing that I'll say is this, um, very often what's missing from especially the self-improvement or personal development world is uh, accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent of there's no such thing as a gold medal winning uh, Olympic athlete that got there via watching YouTube videos. Right. Just doesn't exist. Right. It's the same thing and with the reason, people watching drummers on YouTube. People do it all totally. the time. Yeah, and don't practice. It's like, it's, 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 you can only, you can get a lot out of, I'm not going to say you can't get anything out of it. You can get a lot out of it, but you cannot get to the level that you really want because it just requires, um, someone to hold you to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's every single team has a coach every, you know, you look at, you look at ridiculous famous drummers or you know any musicians or athletes or anything they've all had mentors coaches all sorts of things rather than just saying oh i'm gonna get there on my own or i'm just not gonna put in the work i remember reading an article about michael phelps where i think he he uh he exercised or he worked out seven days a week for like four years and he said if i if i work out seven days a week you know i'm gonna be every every sunday when everybody else is at home relaxing, I'm going to be working out. That's 52 more days a year that I'm going to be working out. And everybody's seen the results of, of what happened with him, you know? Yeah. Hard work pays off. Um, you know, high level musicians, athletes, they all have coaches. And, you know, we live in a generation where we expect things to be handed to us. You know, it's, it's partly the big marketing machine of, you know, the easy button and the instant download, it kind of is like, oh yeah, you know, become a, become a Metallica level drummer with this download. It's like, yeah, like, uh, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think work ethic is, is really critical as well. Mm-hmm. So what's your advice on building work ethic for me? Like when I put, when, you know, pe- people aren't practicing, they say, oh, I, I need to develop a practice routine. I'm going to start practicing an hour a day. And it's like, well, if you're not doing anything now, you're probably not going to jump into this hour a day routine. So I say practice five minutes every single day and just slowly build that. So what's your approach on on the habit formation and the work ethic of not like procrastinating and, and staying focused? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, first of all, I think you have to know why you want to do what you want to do. Um, this is something that Simon Sinek talks about. This is something that him and I are kind of similar on because your why is your driving force. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't, if you don't have a strong enough why, then the what of what you want to do, become a better drummer, become a better athlete, whatever. It's, it's not strong enough. If the why is not there, it's not strong enough. And Mm -hmm. on the flip side, when people have had amazing whys, They've literally done the impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Bannister, the guy who ran the four-minute mile, he had a very strong why. 
you know, there were, there were POWs in pretty much every war that survived when by all practical purposes, they, sh- they should not have survived. Mm-hmm. And they had a very strong why. A lot of them, it was their family. So, when you, so first of all, I'd say you have to have something that inspires the heck out of you because the, the ultimate test is on the days when you don't feel like it. Right. And that's very real. Even if you have a very strong why, you, you will have days where you just don't feel like it. And you have to remain committed to what you promised yourself you were going to do regardless of how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's important. Staying committed to what you promised yourself you were going to do regardless of how you feel. Because the excuses are strong and they're convincing. Yeah. Oh, you, I, you could talk yourself out of anything. It's easy. <laughs> we do it all the time. Yep. Gym, so that, you know, all that stuff. Gym, getting a better job, getting a better relationship, becoming a better drummer, whatever. Right. We're really good at it. And we need to take that ability and spin it and become very good at convincing ourselves to do the things that we want rather than to not. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, what's your why? Why do you want to do it? <coughs> and, uh, and then the other part, like you said, uh, it, it, it's so genius what you said because it's so true. You just have to start small. Right. It, it's, it's literally like if you want to be a marathon runner and you've never run a day in your life, obviously you can't start with five miles. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll literally fall over and you'll die. But you can run to the end of your driveway and back. Yep. You know, it's, I, I saw a thing on, I think, Facebook yesterday about it was this really overweight person picture of this overweight person running. And it said it doesn't matter. It says something to the effect of it doesn't matter how slow you go, you will be lapping everybody on the couch. Right. Exactly. So it's like, Literally, run to, run to the end of your driveway and back because that's better than what you did yesterday, which was nothing. Mm-hmm. I always say, it's, be better than you were yesterday, rinse and repeat, you know? Yeah, yeah. And every day you'll get a little bit better, a little bit better. And, you know, a, a lot of people think, well, it's going to take me three years to get there. And it's like, well, those three years are going to pass either way, whether you do something or not. The time's going to pass. And, and the only difference is where do you want to end up? Right. And luckily you have, you can choose. That's the beauty of it is the beauty of, of choice that people think that, that they don't have a choice and they say, well, this is just the situation that I'm in and woe is me. And that's, you know, I always get the short end of the stick and it's like, well then make a change, do something different than you did yesterday. And you will start to get different results. You know, if you keep doing what you keep doing, you'll keep getting what you keep getting. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. Totally agree. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit because I I want to talk about the the aspect of being an entrepreneur because as musicians we are 100% entrepreneurs, self-employed, you know, unless unless we're part of a, a a bigger band or something like that where it's a business with all of us. So I want to talk about entrepreneurship a little bit because it's so important for for drummers, musicians to understand that and to have a strong business background because they call it the music business, not the music hangout with your friends, as my buddy Russ Miller said. That's and, right. 
and you have to have multiple irons in the fire because this is, you know, if you're working for a band and then, and you're not on tour, you're not making any money. So what is your, what are some of the mistakes that you see that, that entrepreneurs make first and foremost, I'm sure because this is what you do is you deal with a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we kind of touched on it. So, so it's cool that we're segueing into this, um, which is most people start off as employees mm-hmm. and they become entrepreneurs at some point, which means that they have a history or a habit of going somewhere at a certain time and having someone tell them what to do and how to do it. (coughs) And that makes it easy. When you're an entrepreneur, no one tells you anything. No one tells you what to do. No one tells you when to be there. No one tells you how to do it. So it becomes a challenge because most of us have this habit of just having somebody tell us what to do. So when we become an entrepreneur, that discipline and that self-direction is not there. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for people it because is. they they make that, you know, they proclaim, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. And then the reality sets in and they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> now what do I do (laughs) yeah now what do I do (laughs) like literally what do I do so how do you how do you get people to figure out what they should be doing well it's it's interesting because people also have a uh, natural kind of a I don't know if I'd call it an addiction, but certainly a, a habit of overcomplicating things. Mm-hmm. Just seems to be our nature. We tend to make things more complicated than they, than it has to be. Right. <clears throat> so, um, you know, for example, I was at an event recently that I spoke at, and this guy says to me, "You know, I recently uh, acquired a client." from this referral. Um, and it was really awesome because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a website. I didn't have any business cards and I just happened to know somebody who knew the right person. They referred them to me and I got my first client. Nice. I was like, that's awesome. And he said, yeah, and I want to, I want to create another client, but I don't, I don't know how to do it because I don't have business cards. I don't have a website. I don't have a team, blah, blah, blah. And I was like dumbfounded that I was hearing what I was hearing in a way, because it's like, well, you just told me that you created this client without any of that stuff. And now for some reason you feel like you need it. Right. I don't get it. And so I kind of reverberated that back to him. And he was like, wow, I guess I'm making it hard on myself. And I was like, yeah, man, just keep it simple. So I think that's, that's a part of it. So that relates to, okay, as a drummer, what are your goals? Like not all dreams of drummers are the same. Right. 
So as a drummer, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? Great. What are the, what are the most important things to focus on in order to accomplish those things? Right? It's like if you're an athlete, there's a lot of different ways that you can train, but there's really only a handful of ways that will train you that's best suited for what you're trying to do. Sure. If you're a, if you're a marathon runner, then you really shouldn't be powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So what, what specific actions do you need to take to, to hit your personal goals rather than just getting caught up in what everybody else is doing? And then focus purely on just doing those things. Yeah, the tendency is to say, well, this, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. And a lot of the times we as humans look at other people who – a have been doing it longer. B have you know have have more financial success or something like that. And they're oh well, they have a team of nine people or oh uh, they're you know they're doing these huge tours. So of course they can get people to come to their their clinics and their speaking engagements. And it's like well these people started somewhere too. Everybody starts somewhere. So you know rather than rather than looking at everybody else, just look at yourself in the mirror and just say okay. How do I get to the next level? I'm not worried about what everybody else did because you'll drive yourself crazy trying to compare yourself to everybody else. Yeah, that happens in the success, you know, in the self-improvement world as well. Yeah. People look at guys like Tony Robbins and they look at some of these pretty, you know, big, big level people and they're like, man, you know, I want to do events, but, you know, I I can't fill, I can't put 2,000 people in a room. It's like, well... Tony's first event had like a handful of people at it. Right. You know what I mean? Like most of these big time musicians were playing to an empty room when they first started. Sure. Sure. A band from, from Vermont fish. I mean, they used to play in Burlington with, you know, they were like, it was the light guy and, and two of their friends there, you know? Totally. I'll I'll tell you what, I used to do seminars in my bedroom with my stuffed animals. (laughs) See, I had action figures and stuffed animals as my audience. That was it. Did they pay? No. Did- <laughs> uh, in 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 love, they right. paid. So you know, it's like everybody starts somewhere. Sure. You can't you can't be afraid to be the 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 you know low man on the totem pole. Sure. I don't know anyone who just came right out of the gates and and started at the top. Right. And most of the time, if they do, they don't last. And if they do, you're exactly right. They don't last. And that's not just music. That's everything. That's yeah. in business. You see these guys that like have a, ste- uh, uh, a tech startup. They sell it for a gazillion dollars and, and they cash out. And it's like they crash. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, look at you see the did you see the article recently about the guy, uh, the Minecraft guy? No. The guy who sold Minecraft to Microsoft, he sold it for like two billion dollars or something mm-hmm. and now he's like he feels more isolated and lonely than ever sure he doesn't know what to do with himself people people who win the lottery they win the lottery they win a million dollars or more and then within 12 to 24 months they're in the same or worse financial position than before they won the money habit that you know, habit it comes back to habit of of how habit. how you're handling your money if you come up fast, you will go down fast, guaranteed. Yep. The slower you come up, the more permanent your position will be. Look at Tony Bennett. Yeah. Tony Bennett. Oh, God. 
he's been the king forever. He's still killing it. I actually he's interviewed still- his his drummer, uh, Hal Jones, and and like they still they still kill it. Like he just played on the Grammys, you know. Like he, he was just in Santa Barbara, like maybe three or four months ago. And I walk down the street and I look up at the marquee and I was like, man, that guy, you know, what a class act. Mm-hmm. What a what a testament to like legacy, you know? Yep. It's like here's this guy who gets it. He's he's put in the work, he's put in his chops, and and he's just got such a solid position. Mm-hmm. That like And then you get I was gonna say, look know, at Prince the same way. Look at Prince. Prince. I mean, look at the accolades of Prince. Most people like don't really know about Prince, but right. look at what he's done. I mean, he's he's got some of the greatest accolades of music history. Mm-hmm. Plays twenty different instruments. He's oh yeah, you know, like played on all his records. He's won <coughs> multiple Grammys, sold hundreds of millions of records. Never had you know a sex scandal. Never had a never no. had anything. You know, just you never saw him in stars. You never saw him in the tabloids. You never saw him in, in the paparazzi going after him. Right. He's like George Clooney. I mean, George Clooney always keeps his nose clean mm-hmm. and they, they all just came up real slow. Like I said, at the beginning of this, I've been doing this now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I have, I have the good fortune of being 32. So it's like, yeah, I've got 12 years of experience and I'm 32. Right. So that's, that's kind of nice, but it still doesn't change the fact that I've been at it for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, when, when Maroon 5 broke and everybody was like, oh man, you know, like these cats are new on the scene. They'd been a band for 12 years, coincidentally, yeah. before they yeah. broke, you know, and that's well, why what's they're that still quote? around. Uh, <clears throat> most overnight successes are 10 years in the making. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the long road to overnight success, man. It's, Look at Macklemore. Macklemore, fucking love that guy. And how long's he been doing it? And he's been. Do- I watched some of like I I found some old 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 Macklemore videos, and they're fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. But the passion is there, and the fire in his eyes is there, and like you can tell that guy is in it for the long play. Like he does it because he loves it. Yep. And look at him now. Yeah, man. And uh, you know, you can't be afraid to, you're going to suck. That's it. It happens. Like you're not going to know everything. And over time, when you look back, like even for myself, you know, well, obviously my, my drumming career, but th- even when I started this podcast, man, like I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, I no. don't know anything about a podcast except that you talk and people listen to it. Now, Sorry. you know, I've done a, over 125 interviews. It's one of the top drumming podcast out there you know like it gets tens of thousands of downloads a month it's like it's great it's great you know that's great congratulations man well thanks i appreciate it but like i didn't i I, and i was a little scared when i started you know like i have no idea what i'm doing maybe seven people are going to listen to this because that's all i heard too was like it's going to take a while to build the audience and i was like man i want to build the audience now but i was patient and and put in the work every day and now it's you know it's killing it and and let's talk about something else as well. But but congratulations. I mean, that's just awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I, I wasn't saying that to to brag by any means. I no, was just not at like, all. But but I I'm saying that purely as an observation. Thank you. Like congratulations, because obviously you you had a vision and you put in the work, and now you're there. Um, there's something about sucking at something initially that builds character. Mm-hmm. 
and I, and that character that gets built in that initial sucking process and and honestly it's a continually sucking process if you're really committed to growth <laughs> yeah uh it's that character that makes you who you are it's that character that really is the most valuable piece of who you are and what you bring to the world and so it's critical to develop that. And, and honestly, the, the only way that I know of to truly develop that character is to suck at something. Yep. And you can't be afraid of it. And, and in fact, you have to almost welcome it because you know it's going to help you. You know it's going to grow you. And, you know, it, the, the good in, in China, they say the good medicine never tastes good. Right. Like I went to China uh, in 2001 and they gave me some, some cough medicine and it, it was like, it tastes like, <laughs> like, like death. And, but man, I'll tell you within just a few hours, I felt amazing. It's interesting. The good medicine, the good medicine never tastes good. Right. Um, but it's always worth it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that character is critical. You got to be inspired to build the character through sucking at something. It's just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, that's a key part of what I tell everybody about practicing when you're in the practice room if you sound good, then you're not getting any better. You're not growing. I'd rather have you work on five minutes of something that you suck at than yeah. an hour of something that you have down and you're just doing it to sound good and, and make yourself feel better about yourself. <clears throat> I always, totally. I always re- it reminds me of m- what my dad has always told me my whole life, that if you, don't, if, if you get something without having to work for it, it's not worth having in the first place. Yeah. Totally. And, and it, I would even go as far as saying it's not truly yours. Sure. Like, like some, you know, it fell in your lap or, you know, good fortune or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, if, if you didn't work for it, you don't really own it. Yeah, I totally agree. So put in the work folks and do it slowly. And I think the Marines have a saying, embrace the suck. So don't, don't worry about, you know, if if you're just starting out or, or if you're trying to do something different or you're trying to grow, you have to go outside of your comfort zone. So all of the things that you've been doing up to this point, if you're not where you want to be, then you got to make some changes, whether it be with some relationships, whether it be with your habits. You may have to get up earlier. You may have to go to bed later. You may have to, you know, change your mindset, whatever it is that you got to do if you're not happy with where you're at and you and you want to make a change, then you have to make that change to do that. Yeah, totally right. So if people want to learn more about you and want to work with you, because I I actually read an article about you before we, we sign off. And I believe that it was in Forbes that, Uh that you charge an astronomical amount of money for your coaching, right? That's correct. (laughs) So, um, do you buy like, what's an astronomical amount? Uh, well, currently the program that I'm focused on growing is is what I call the Legacy Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a 12 month intensive program that I charge 150 thousand for. So, what if someone says to you, "Hey, man, I really want to learn from you, but I don't have 150 grand to kick in"? Well, you know, at this time I'm pretty focused on developing that program. However, if there are people that show really excellent promise, then uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not opposed to creating kind of one-off situations. Okay. So if anyone is interested, which I, I strongly advise you to, to at least check out the information that he has online and it's just shannongram.com, correct? Correct. Cool. 
So, and I'll link up to that in the show notes. So it'll be um, available on drummersresource.com. So you guys can all check it out and learn more about Shannon. And Shannon, I just want to say thank you. I want to let you know that I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for the, for the, for the world and getting people to get off their ass to do something and, and, and do something positive with their lives. And I appreciate you being part of the podcast, man. I really do. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to just say that, um, you know, you're, you are an awesome testament to your message. You know, you had a dream, you became an amazing drummer, you created this podcast and you did it all from starting at the beginning. There's a lot to be said for that. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot. It really does. So guys, listen, check them out, shannongrand.com. And yeah, I'll be talking to you soon. And Shannon, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. See you, man. Bye-bye. So there you have it, Mr. Shannon Graham. And for the links of everything that we talked about in the podcast, you can check out drummersresource.com forward slash session one, two, seven. And again, if you're digging what you're hearing on the podcast, do me a favor, leave a rating and review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it. Catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash drummers resource on Instagram at drummers resource and on Twitter at drummers R source until the next podcast. Keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. <music>